This is the Studio Alchemy Podcast, episode 95, Art is a Language. Our quote of the day comes from the artist Winona Mulcaster. She said, art is a language, it's not a skill. It's not a stunt. It's not something that you just learn to do and then put down. It comes from the heart. Hello, everyone. The purpose of this podcast is to explore creative ways to transform our lives using visualization, manifestation, art making, and self-help techniques. Alchemy was the ancient study of changing materials from one thing into another, and we all do this every day. Every choice you make is transforming our world. And on this podcast, we explore ways we can change both our physical and our spiritual selves for the better. On this podcast, we hunt for the wise balance between accepting what is and taking empowered action. My name is Addie Hurston. I am an artist. I sign my paintings with the name Vita. I teach online creativity classes and have written a few books, including The Alchemy of Painting, Developing Your Style and Purpose, and my new book that was recorded for Audible, Start Selling Your Art, A Guide to Starting a Professional Art Business. When this podcast first started, it was to share just stories about artists, and it was called the Alchemy of Art Podcast, but now I've expanded it to be the Studio Alchemy Podcast so that our topics of discussion can include ways that really anybody can harness their creative energy um, in any direction that they choose. <laughs> and if you want to find out more about my projects, classes, and sign up for my art newsletter, I invite you to go to my website, which is studioalchemy.art. And now for our topic of the day, or I should say our topic of the night, because I'm recording this late at night, I don't know, just sort of, I've been thinking about what I wanted to say uh, all this evening, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to sit down and do it. So our topic of this evening is <laughs> art as a language. So to, to share my concepts for this one, I want to start with a personal story, a story that happened many, many years ago. And it's, you know, I'm sure each of you has a story or many stories that are like this. Um, it was funny and strange and um, somehow the symbols in the story became uh, meaningful to me and then, you know, just... It, it became part of my personal mythology, if you will. So once upon a time, I was 16 years old. And I wasn't just 16, it was the day I was turning 16. And I woke up um, in my bedroom and my boyfriend, he came in and he said, oh, I." happy birthday, you know, but I, I had a present for you, but I lost it. <laughs> the present was a kitten. I said, what? You know, and he said, yeah, I got permission from your mom to get you a kitten because I knew you wanted a kitten, and, but it's gone. I said, well, what do you mean it's gone? What happened? Apparently, he wasn't there. His mom and his brother got the kitten out of the box and then uh, they let it loose and they wanted to play with it. And then the little cat just ran away from them and was super scared and skittish. And then they hunted 
all over the house for this kitten. They hunted and they hunted and they hunted and they could not freaking find it. And finally, you know, the next morning, it, they, I mean, by then they just had given up. I said, it's, it's gone. It must have somehow gotten out the door when we weren't looking, because they had looked everywhere. And I said, oh, well, that's sad. So I guess the kitten is gone. Uh, wh what are we going to do? And we decided to go and buy a kitten from a, um, a pet store. So we went to the pet store and we bought the kitten. Uh, and I ended up having that cat for, I don't know, you know, 16, 17 years or so. It lived a good long life. But, uh, but a few days later, the little orange cat that was the original cat, the one that had been lost, was found. And the big irony is that it was found in the piano. So they had a baby grand piano, and, um, and the kitten had somehow crawled into the piano and hidden itself in there and never cried out, never, never came out, never voiced its needs. And I just, in this story, see this wonderful metaphor for artwork itself. <laughs> Let me explain. So the kitten was being silent. It was not, it was not making its voice heard. It, you know, wasn't being fed. It wasn't being, uh, it wasn't getting any affection. It was just hiding, scared to death. And yet it was inside this large instrument. And, it, you know, an instrument is used for expression. And here, it, this little kitten was not expressing itself. Instead, it was hiding. And so I, I just symbolically saw the kitten in the piano as um, a metaphor for unhealthy silence. We all have things in our life that maybe we're silent about that we shouldn't be. And I've certainly had several things where I just said to myself, I, d I don't want to uh, talk about this thing that happened. I don't want to express myself. I'm just going to pretend that it didn't happen. And then I'm just going to be silent about it. And, and when you do that, the pressure of all that emotion that needs to be expressed builds up within you. And then it can suddenly burst forth in a way that's not healthy because you haven't taken the time to express yourself in a healthy way. So of course, you know, we can use our words. <laughs> so we can, we can use our words to express ourselves, but we can also use um, art as a way to express ourselves and to get out all of those pent-up emotions and to to show our needs, to show our feelings, to let out any sort of emotion, whether it's anger or love or excitement or jubilation, all of these things, it, any number of emotions can well up within you. It's best to find a healthy means of expression for them. And you can do that through artistic expression. Uh, Doug Littman, uh, who's a professional storyteller, wrote a wonderful book 
that is called Improving Your Storytelling. And in it, he suggested that you articulate and write out an MIT for every story. And I want to suggest that you could do this for really any piece of artwork, um, whether it's a piece of music, whether it is a painting, whether it is, um, heck, it could even just be like, you're, you're gonna sit down and have a conversation with somebody and the art of expressing yourself, you could articulate your MIT beforehand. So let me explain what an MIT is. MIT stands for most important thing. And what you do with this technique is you decide on the story that you wanna tell. Let's say it's Little Red Riding Hood, okay? And uh, you say, okay, I wanna say, I wanna express Little Red Riding Hood, I wanna tell the story, um, and as I do it, I want to always be thinking in the back of my mind what the message is behind the story. Because if I am focusing on that message, I can craft the story uh, in a way that is going to be clearer and is going to communicate better. And it will make the story richer, so much richer. So, um, and the message is not the moral. You know, we, we might look at Little Red Riding Hood and think, oh, the moral of the story is don't talk to strangers. But the MIT message, the most important thing message, could be for Little Red Riding Hood, everyone makes mistakes, but there is always room for redemption. So I'm sure, most of you remember the story of Little Red Riding Hood in it. Uh, Little Red goes to her grandmother's house. She encounters the big bad wolf. And then um, and she makes the mistake of talking to him and engaging with him. And then he gets grandma and he eats grandma. And then uh, a woodcutter comes and saves the day, cutting or the grandma out of <laughs> the wolf's belly. So if I tell the Little Red story, and I keep in mind that I want for my MIT, my message to be, Little Red made mis a mistake, but she's going to be redeemed by the woodcutter. Um, if I let that be the message behind the story as I'm telling it, and I push the story in the di that direction, the story will be so much more empowering to someone who listens to it than if I had just been thinking, don't talk to strangers, and like really pushed that part of the message. And so, you know, if, if we look to any story, any artwork, anything that we're creating, and we say to ourselves, well, what's the real re meaning behind it? What's the beef? What's the message? What am I trying to say that's just meaningful and in a way that that is ex authentically expressing myself um, and also empowering myself. It's, it's giving voice to that which I need to express and I need to share with others. Let me think of another example. So I recently 
made several paintings that were about roots and the, the roots of a tree. And, um, and we actually had an art show at my gallery space uh, where my other friends brought in artwork that was all roots related as well. And, and that was back this past fall and it was super fun. But, but when I made those roots paintings, I didn't just say, oh, I am making a painting of roots of a tree, that's it. No, I thought to myself, I want to show how interconnected a tree is with the ground beneath it, how it's, it's pulling up nutrients and resources from the ground, and how that connection to the earth itself is, is so um, beautiful. It's a, this woven tapestry of lines that's seeping into the earth. Um, so you see how I can take a painting and say, well, what's the real message behind it? What am I trying to show here? Um, of course, one, one thing you could do if you have any piece of artwork um, and you want to be really super clear about the meaning behind it is you can write a description, right? You can like write out, this is what this is about and this is my most important thing. This is my message I'm trying to express here. Um, another way you could do that is say you were a musician, you could add words or the title to a piece that's just going to bring it into context for people in a way that they can really understand and it will, it will resonate with them. Um, what's another example? If you, oh, let's go back to the, if you sat down and had a conversation with someone, you know, if you, if you thought to yourself, like, what's my message I want here? What's the main thing, um, the main goal, the main, <laughs> the main purpose? And then you decide that before you sit down for that conversation. And then the art of that conversation, the conversation is going to unfold in the direction that you really want it to go because you have already pre-articulated what it is you're trying to express. Okay. So there's one other story that I want to share with you that I feel is tied into this. Um, and that is, it's about Stephen King, the author, and his desk. So Stephen King wrote like an amazing book on writing. Um, that if any of you out there are interested in, in being a writer and using writing skill, read Stephen King's book on writing, The Memoir of the Craft. Um, in it, he shares all sorts of ideas for how you can really get clear um, with, like he, he talked a lot about using symbols uh, and uh, using clarity of language and how to really whittle things down so that you don't have extraneous crap. You just have clarity. But uh, in it, he also shares a lot of his life stories and then relates them to the writing itself. And this was my favorite story from his book. He described how he, you know, had made it big in, as a writer. And so I think this is in like the 70s, maybe early 80s, something like that. He'd made it big as a writer. And so he and his family bought this huge house and they have in the house a very large study for him to have as his writing center. And he purchased an enormous wooden desk 
for the space. And, you know, for him, this desk was like a symbol of like, oh, I've made it. I Now I don't have like a crappy, flimsy little teeny desk. I have a writer's desk, you know. <laughs> and um, But then he ended up like being alone in that space a lot. Um, he ended up uh, getting heavily into drugs and drinking at the same time and got really unhealthy, like both physically and then also just his relationships with his family got unhealthy because he had stuck himself in this room with this huge desk and and he was thinking, of course, that the I'm a writer, so I have the desk, and this is what the writing is really all about. I've made it. And and within the that symbol of the desk uh, was this weight and seriousness uh, to his craftsmanship of writing, right? And, and then he realized that he he was just not seeing his family enough, and he just wasn't he wasn't being healthy enough, and the desk was part of the problem. So what he did is he took the desk out and he got rid of it, and then he got a smaller desk, put it in a little alcove in the room. He brought in couches into his writer room so that his family members could come and be with him and like be reading a book on the couch or whatever while he's writing so that he's engaging with them more. And this served as a way for him to be more healthy with his writing and and really ultimately the MIT the most important thing was well, why is he writing anyway you know why is he doing this anyway um, he's what is the purpose of his life it's not just to do the artwork itself it was to you know, be there with his family and communicate with his family. And he realized that that engagement was an important part of the process. So going back to our quote of the day, Winona Mulcaster said, art is a language, not a skill, not a stunt. It's not something that you just learn to do, then put it down. It comes from the heart. Several things I'd love about this that I think you could relate to my two stories, The Kitten and the Piano and Stephen King's Desk. We don't just do artwork or create anything just for the sake of creating it. <laughs> just, oh, so I can show off that I fucking did it. No, uh, it's not a stunt. It's not um, just for your own ego gratification. It's in order for it to be meaningful, for it to come from the heart, um, you got to remember what it is you're trying to communicate and to whom you're trying to communicate. Why? You know, what is that MIT? What's that most important thing? What is that message that you are trying to convey and to communicate through whatever it is that you are creating? Art is a language. So we use artwork as a means of expression, we use it to help us escape from the weight of silence, the unhealthy, stifling silence. It, you know what? It, another thing about the, the kitten and the piano, 
and the silence, it's, silence is so boring. <laughs> it's boring, guys. Think about it. Like if you're just sitting there silent and you're all pent up and, and nothing is happening and you're hungry, like why? It's like, it's like, like I think back to the times in my life when I've been silent in an unhealthy way and I think, God, like it didn't feel good. Why didn't I just let it out? Why didn't I just express myself? Um, and, you know, I, I think the reason I didn't, um, or, you know, I invite you to think back in times when you were silent about something that you really should have expressed, um, it was because I was scared. I didn't, ha I didn't wanna take the courage um, within me and find my voice. I end every podcast with, I hope you find your voice because we are, are using anything that we are creating as a means of expression. By focusing on that meaning and what we want to say, we can move toward our ideals and we can move toward what we really want. Um, and we can gain the courage to step forward instead of staying stuck in place, stuck inside yourself. And uh, perhaps you'd be interested to know that I do that MIT method with like so many things, including this podcast. So today's MIT for this podcast, I wrote it down, I said, Silence isn't healthy. Expression can help release pent-up energy and bring understanding. Only through communication can we have resolution. And sometimes, you know, when we, we share a piece of artwork, we can just state, like I just stated to you what my MIT is, or you can leave it implicit. It can just be what's really driving it, but you do want to do it in a way that is clear, that's definitely going to resonate with other people because they understand it, because they see themselves within it. All right, so perhaps that's enough late night rambling for you. This concludes the Studio Alchemy podcast. May these thoughts and stories comfort and heal your spirit. May you be filled with inspiration. May you be like the lotus flower and build your home in the muddy water. May you find your voice. <laughs>